key to successful investing is buying low and selling high. It's Money 30. I'm Don McDonald. Every investor wants to buy when prices are down and sell when prices are up. But what if I told you there's a disciplined process for buying low and selling high and staying on track toward your goals while you're at it? There is. It's called rebalancing. Imagine it's the first day of your investment experience. As you create your new portfolio according to a personalized plan that prescribes how much weight you want to give each asset class, this much to stock, that much to bonds, and so on, this process is called asset allocation. As time passes and the markets shift around, your investments stray from their original allocations. That means you're no longer invested according to your plan, even if you've done nothing at all. You're now taking on either higher or lower risk and expected rewards than you originally intended. Unless your plans have changed, your portfolio needs some attention. That's what rebalancing is all about, to shift your assets back to their intended long-term allocation. Imagine you or your advisor has planned for your portfolio to be exposed to the stock and bond markets in a 50-50 mix. If stocks outperform bonds, you end up with too many stocks relative to bonds until you're no longer at that intended blend. To rebalance, you would need to sell some of your stocks and buy some bonds until you're back at or near your desired mix. Another strategy is to use new money you're adding to your portfolio to buy more of that underweighted asset class. Either way, do you see what just happened? Not only are you keeping your portfolio on track, but you're actually buying low, buying those underweighted holdings, and selling high, getting rid of some of the overweighted holdings. Better yet, those trades are not a matter of guesswork or emotions. It's a disciplined feat accomplished according to a carefully crafted, customized plan. This was a really simple illustration. In reality, rebalancing is a lot more complicated because asset allocation is done on several levels. First, I suggest balancing your stocks against your bonds, reflecting your need to take on market risk in exchange for the expected returns of the market. Then you'll probably want to do some division of those assets among stock and bond subcategories, again according to your unique financial situation. For example, you might want to assign part of your stocks to small versus large, or value versus growth, and emerging markets or microcap stocks. One of the reasons for these relatively precise allocations is to maximize your exposure to the right amount of expected market premiums according to your personal goals, while reducing volatility by diversifying around the globe and across sources of returns that don't always move in tandem with one another. These are the basic tenets of evidence-based investing or science-based investing. Rebalancing is a lot easier said than done. Of course, we all understand the logic of buying low and selling high, but when it comes time to rebalance, our emotions can get in the way. Consider these real-life scenarios. Bad markets tend to be good times for rebalancing, but that means you must sell some of those assets that have been doing reasonably well or holding their own and buy the ones that are terrible. The Great Recession of 2007 through 2009 is a great example. To rebalance then, you had to sell some of your safe stuff and buy scary stocks. Even as popular opinion was screaming that stocks were done for. Of course, history has shown otherwise, and those who did rebalance did well in the subsequent recovery. But at the time, it was hard because it represented a huge leap of faith in the academic evidence that indicated our capital markets 
would probably prevail. On the other side of the coin, an exuberant market is also a possible rebalancing opportunity and another challenge as you now have to sell your big winners, that's selling high, and rebalance into those loathsome losers, which means you're buying low. This can feel counterintuitive, but disciplined rebalancing offers a rational approach to securing some of your past gains, managing your future risk exposure, and remaining invested as planned. Then besides combating your emotions, there are practical concerns. If trading were free, you could rebalance your portfolio every day with precision. In reality, trading tends to incur fees and potential tax liabilities. So to achieve a reasonable middle ground, it's best to have some guidelines for when and how to cost-effectively rebalance. Rebalancing using a scientific approach to investing makes a great deal of sense once you understand the basics. It offers objective guidelines and a clear process to help you remain on course toward your personal goals in rocky markets. It ensures you're buying low and selling high along the way. And what's not to like about that? At the same time, rebalancing your globally diversified portfolio requires informed management to ensure it's being integrated consistently and cost-effectively. That's why many need an objective, 100% fiduciary advisor who can also help you prevent your emotions from interfering with your reason as you implement your rebalancing plan. For more on money and real investing, visit money30.com. And again, if you like what you hear, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and tell a friend. Thanks for listening. I'm Don McDonald.